Good morning, Boker Tov, and welcome back to our weekly 10 Minutes of Meaning. Very grateful to our generous sponsors for the year, Chani Eleni Grunstein, in memory of Chani's father, Mr. Aaron Tambor, Aaron Ben Yitzchak. Our learning should be an aliyah for his neshama. We are learning the Ramchal, Moshe Chaim Lutzato, the famous and the great path of the just, Mesilus Hisharim, which is providing a formula for us about how to live our best lives, how to achieve our most, how to, at the end of the day, feel a pride in who we were, how we behaved, and what we accomplished. We began with Zahiras, how to live a life of mindfulness and consciousness and cautiousness, how to not simply say everything that comes to our mind, how not to do everything instinctively and impulsively that enters our heart, but how to live with a sense of mindfulness, of Zahiras, how to be careful and cautious in choosing everything that we do. We then moved over to the world of Zerizas, alacrity, zeal, enthusiasm, to set goals and make resolutions, to make a plan of how to pursue it, how to achieve it, and to go and to get it done with zeal, with enthusiasm, and with alacrity. And now we've been studying the character trait, the Midah of Nikias, the quality of how to purge and eliminate those temptations, those desires, those appetites from our repertoire, the things that will corrupt us and compromise us, the things that will sabotage the best version of ourselves, how to not simply combat them and overcome them, but in fact, the Ramchal is teaching us how to eliminate them altogether. We spoke about the temptation for Gezel. When it comes to money, everybody wants more. Whoever has a money wrote to Masai, you have 100, you want 200. You're on the Forbes 400, you want to be on the Forbes 40. You want to be number one. And the drive for money and for more can cloud people's judgment and lead them astray. We then spoke about the universal pull towards promiscuity, sexuality, that clouds judgment, that makes people sabotage success, have poor decision making. We then talked about the third area is profanity in the way that we speak, in the emails that we send, in the jokes that we tell, the profanity, uh, not only in behavior, profanity in speech, that Ramchal taught us all about. And then we moved over to the world of eating habits. And he talked about one of the greatest areas of Nikias that we can purify ourselves, is not simply to go through a daily grind and battle and to conquer the appetite and urge to eat the wrong things at the wrong time, in the wrong measure, but really to eliminate and to realize that we we eat to live, we don't live to eat. And food has to be the fuel that nourishes us. And only things with nutritional value, only the things that will power the rest of our day should go into our system. And that brings us up to Perakid Aleph. We're in the middle. Let's now talk about the mistakes that derive from the social milieu where people meet and congregate. Let's talk about what happens when we interact with other people. What have the opportunities that we have to really compromise ourselves? Kigon, Honaz Dvarim. For example, verbal abuse, Habanas Panim, embarrassing, causing shame in others. Hachshala Sa'ivar Ba'eta, giving poor advice. Rechilas, gossip, sin, hatred, nikima, revenge. Shavuos, lying in God's name. Dvar Sheker, saying something falsely, bending the truth, exaggerating, chil Hashem, desecrating Hashem's name, ki mi yomar nikesi mehem, who can at the end of any given day say, I didn't lose my temper, I didn't gossip, I didn't feel any sense of animosity or hatred, I never had any jealousy or envy of anyone, every word out of my mouth was not exaggerated an iota, was entirely truthful, who can say my entire life all I've done is, is Kiddush Hashem, I've never once failed Hashem and I've uh, desecrated His name. Who can say, I'm pure from guilt in any of these areas? Says the Ramchal, these prohibitions, they're so numerous, and there are so many details and minutiae, such subtle distinctions, it's difficult. It's difficult to follow them faithfully, and yet, 
That is the measure of a person. It's who we are. Yes, religiously, and yes, righteously, we're measured by the learning that we do and the davening that we recite. It's important. It's part of who we are. It's not enough to be a good person. You also need to be a person who's obedient and observant of what Hashem expects from us. And that has to do with the details and minutia of halacha. However, if you do all of that, and you neglect the arena and the area of Ben Adam Lachavero, how we treat other people, what governs and regulates our interpersonal interactions, it is the sum total of a person. It's who we are. Not only who we are, it's how others not only judge us, but they judge Hashem. They look towards religious people and religious personalities and they say, are they courteous? Are they kind? Are they honest? Are they faithful? Are they trustworthy? Are they essentially good? Because as hard as they shuckle, as much as they learn, as righteous and religious and scrupulous and vigilant as they are in the areas between them and God, if they don't treat people, if they're not trustworthy in business, if they're not reliable as friends, then what's it all worth? So people's entire experience and relationship with Hashem, it's an enormous responsibility that we bear, often depends on our conduct on the way we behave ourselves. So now that Ramchal is going to go through these one by one and encourage us and urge us and charge us to achieve in the kiyas, to be able to know that not only can we combat and overcome each of these areas, we have the ability to eliminate them. We have the ability to bring out and live our best selves. Verbal abuse. It means to speak in the presence of another person in a manner that will embarrass that person. So do we, do we speak in a condescending way? Do we speak in a superior, arrogant way? Do we speak in a way, do we measure our words to evaluate? Will they embarrass another? Would we want that said about us? We want it said about us in that way, in that place, in front of those people. How do we speak? How do we use that gift, that power? We've spoken so many times. If you can speak, if you can articulate, it is a gift. It is a gift. My wife's grandmother had a significant stroke unfortunately, over Yantif, and we daven for her, for her Fua Shlema. But she's left right now with the inability to speak. It's, it's her worst nightmare. It's many people's worst nightmare to have a stroke or to have a condition where you're able to understand everything around you but not be able to communicate back. You can't talk. You can't communicate. You can't articulate. It's a, it's a nightmare for people. It's an absolute nightmare for people. Speech is a gift. We wake up, and if it flows freely, we take it for granted. Whatever comes to my mind, I can just say. I can say it whenever, however, to whomever. Speech, it just flows. It just flows. But you know, every word is a gift. Every word of his inestimable value. Ask that stroke victim. Ask Yechavit's grandmother right now. Ask so many others who are lying there and they have so much to say and no way to say it, no way to communicate it. Every word is gold. Every word is a gift. And do we waste it? Do we squander it? Do we misuse it and abuse it? That's Onaz Dvarim. That's what it means to not recognize, to not be grateful for, to not measure, to not be careful, to not protect and guard that gift. Speech should be used to build and to construct and to elevate and to enrich and to transform and to build bridges and to bond. Chas v'shalom, it should never be used for the opposite, to incite, to destroy, to knock down, to be condescending or arrogant, to marginalize or to make someone else feel bad. All the more so, not only to allude to something that will humiliate and embarrass another, but to explicitly embarrass somebody, to explicitly do something that will humiliate. This is what our rabbi said. You know, someone who's about Baal you don't say, Hey, remember when you used to drive in Shabbos? Remember when you used to eat the Chazer Hey, you, remember before you lost all that weight? 
You remember when you used to curse like a banshee before you cleaned up your act? You remember when you used to, you think that you're nostalgic? You think that it's a throwback? You think that you're positioning yourself that you're better because you never went through that process? It's onas tvarim. You're humiliating someone. You're embarrassing someone. It could be your child, your spouse. It could be your friend. It doesn't matter who. And similarly, if your friend was sick, don't say like Eov's friend said to him, do you recall any man being guiltless and being destroyed? In other words, remember when you went through that horrible diagnosis and that illness? It's because Hashem was punishing you. You were going through that because obviously you needed to. You had done something wrong. It was midah kineged midah. That's not our way. Who says such a thing? Who hurts such a person? A person for themselves should try to understand and extract, why am I going through this? What am I meant to learn? What am I meant to grow? What am I meant to understand? How am I meant to be better from what I'm going through? That's for the individual who's going through it. But for you to turn to someone going through a hard time and say, you're going through the hard time because clearly Hashem feels you have something to learn. That's horrifically abusive. If somebody's trying to buy a particular item, you don't say, oh, I think so-and-so go, sells it. Go, go to him when you know they don't sell it, and now you've set up a humiliating interaction. Our rabbi said that verbal abuse is worse than monetary extortion. You're not allowed to overcharge. Onaz mamon is a significant prohibition of the Torah. You're not allowed to overcharge by a sixth. You're not allowed to extort somebody or exploit them. You're not allowed to overcharge. There's a market value, and the market value, the fair market value, governs the uh, commerce, Jewish perspective of commerce. So there are laws that govern. You can't overcharge just because you could get away with it. There's a pandemic, so now you're going to raise the price of your masks tenfold. It's called the Nazdvarim. You're going to take advantage of people. It's a biblical prohibition, a horrific biblical prohibition. And yet our rabbis say, that verbal abuse is worse than monetary abuse. You humiliate, you embarrass, you abuse, you extort, you exploit somebody in public. You bring shame to them in public. You embarrass someone in a public setting. It's literally as if you murdered them. Why are they called hamalbim b'nei you embarrass somebody. Hamalbim doesn't mean to embarrass. The word hamalbim means the white. Hamalbim, like the white on one's face. What happens when you embarrass somebody? The blood rushes to their face and then it drains. And a person's left there. They're white as a ghost. You embarrassed, you humiliated. You were malbim pene chavero. You turned the face of your friend white. You drained it of all of its blood. You embarrassed, you humiliated. You took a portion of their life. You aged them. You took away their dignity. You murdered a piece of them. Exacts retribution through an agent, through a messenger for everything, but Ona, he comes directly. He has no tolerance. He has no patience. Because Jew, we're family. We love one another. Would you do that to your brother, to your sister, to your son, to your daughter? Would you extort them? Would you embarrass them? Would you verbally abuse them? Unfortunately, for many, the answer is yes, they would. But all Jews are our brothers and sisters, are our family. All human beings are B'Tselem Elohim. It's not how we treat anybody. It's not how we treat anybody. And you want to extend on Naz Dvarim, we'll end with this, to be discriminatory or racist or biased, to denigrate, to use derogatory names or language or references to look down on others. 
where B'Tselem Akim, Chavav Adam, Shinever B'Tselem, were created in the image of God, we forfeit our very godliness, our very humanity, if we, if we mistreat and speak to people, not only in our actions, but also with our words. There are three people, their sins, the curtain cannot be sealed, and one of them is Ona'a. So we'll stop here for today, but we should measure that gift, as we think about in David for my wife's grandmother, who had a stroke, who no longer can speak for now, hopefully temporarily. We, we hold on to how precious that gift of every word we can say. And those who can speak freely take that responsibility seriously. Measure every word. Use it to uplift, to build, to enrich, to transform. Never, God forbid, the opposite. We'll meet back here again in, uh, in 15 minutes, 8.45, Living with Emuna. Same Zoom channel, Facebook and YouTube Live. If you're on YouTube, please subscribe. If you're not. And tonight, 9 o'clock special edition of Behind the Bima on contemporary events in a very meaningful, thoughtful way. Nine o'clock, hope to see everybody there.